0: In Jesus' day, Jews followed the Ten Commandments and also the 613 other commandments that that were erected over time, covering responsibilities to family, responsibilities for ritual purification, covering responsibilities for the Sabbath, And so much more. The intent was to help people be faithful during times of exile, suffering, oppression, as well as times of weak leaders, or even times of personal temptation. But 613 commandments gets a little out of control, doesn't it? When the scribes asked Jesus which is the first of of all the commandments today, he was including these 613 laws... And Jesus' response was to quote Moses' instruction to the Israelites as they journeyed to the promised land, right before they entered. Known as the Shema, this instruction summarizes all God had taught them during their enslavement and that sojourn in the desert. Quoting the Shema was not a point over which the scribe could argue as it was a clear part of the law. And Jesus adds to it by Coupling with it a second commandment that was taken from the book of Leviticus. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. It was all right there in the law. So Jesus summed up the teachings of the Old Testament at the same time. And he shows us how to fulfill the law. That he is the fulfillment of the law. And he also instructs us about what he expects his his followers to focus on as they committed themselves to the discipleship, to following him. Generally, the scribes were suspicious of Jesus, but obviously Jesus' response impacted that particular scribe that we heard about in our Gospel today. That is, instead of storming off in frustration that he had not snagged Jesus, caught him in some inaccuracy of the law, He affirms Jesus as a teacher and that his answer was well said. That in turn prompted Jesus' affirmation that the scribe was not far from the kingdom of God. You know, there are times when we might be tempted to fall into the same kind of thinking as the Pharisees and the scribes. That is to think that our understanding of life is the correct one. Too often we dismiss uh, God's law God's uh, way, thinking it is some sort of option, and his ways when it doesn't conform to our understanding of life and things that, go, that don't go our way. In the arrogance of the modern day, we tend to think that we know better in our short-lived lives than the eternal God of the universe. The scribe provides an example of how we should be open to hearing what God has to say through his son, Jesus Christ. And we are called to pray for that openness to Jesus, who does not come to give us opinions, but the truth of the gospel. So we pray today that we will hear Jesus, and we will in turn also hear that you are not far from the kingdom of God at the end of our lives. As Cantor said before Mass, we are beginning the Fruitful Harvest Campaign, which begins a big dovetail project that we've been t- t- uh, preparing for, really, for years. And so over the next three weeks, we're going to be talking about it and giving people who use our church for prayer and for study an opportunity to, to talk about what Our Lady of Mount Carmel means to them. So today, or this evening, we welcome uh, our parishioner who's very involved, I mean very involved in the life of our parish, Vicki Yamasaki.
1: Um, this Our Lady Mount Carmel community, uh, it's not just the traditional sense of a normal family. And I could go on about that, but Our Lady Mount Carmel has been nurturing families of all kinds since 1955 because of people like you here that care very much about the other people that are sitting in these pews. And it's Talk about that. So, show of hands, who was here in the 90s, the mid 90s? Okay, we've got plenty of people. Do you remember the attractive lattice that adorned the altar? Oh, yes, where the choir sat. Okay, yes, you do. You remember how dark it was in here? Or how about the red carpeting of the aisles and the fact that we actually didn't really even have a center eye. Well, Always, always in the back. And so it took families and great leaders to recognize that we needed change. And change happened, exciting change. In 2001, we expanded the church with 300 more seats. We lightened up the inside of the church, our worship area. We added that in our fest, where I personally have cemented a lot of friendships. And the very important change of our Adoration Chapel. How many people have walked through the doors of the Adoration Chapel? I saw. A look at that. So this is what's amazing. We have witnessed so many youth say yes now to the call to priesthood and the religious life ever since that Adoration Chapel has been built. And I will tell you personally, I have thought with a young lady in faith formation that is now going to say yes to become a sister and she's studying at Marion University. So it's happening. Right now it's happening. After our church renovations in 2001, we had tremendous growth, and we were blessed to build a new rectory where we house awesome priests, where we built a Matthew 25 center where we serve thousands and thousands of those in need through the merciful help center and the trinity free clinic my husband helps there on tuesday nights we build a convent where we house our dominican sisters how many people Yeah. Okay, which isn't hard. Okay. <laughs> I am so grateful that we have these church facilities. If these walls could talk, they would tell us how many lives have been changed here. Why did it happen? Because we have people that were courageous, that really dreamed. Well, today marks the beginning of our 2018 fruitful harvest campaign and our leading partner's dovetail campaign, family helping families building for the future. Now, most of you are likely involved in one ministry and perhaps multiple ones, and you probably have already experienced the pain of trying to get a space within this church. I have, and aren't. It's very difficult. You can sometimes have to meet off campus for meetings. That's why, after careful consideration and with the blessing and approval of Bishop Doherty, we're stretching ourselves to build our Lady Mount Carmel Parish Life
0: Center. And I can't wait in the video for Father Richard to tell you all about. Our Lady Mount Carmel Church is pleased to share this virtual tour of our proposed parish life center approved as the first phase of our master plan by our pastoral and ministry councils. Families helping families building for the future, an exciting campaign running as a dovetail to the 2018 Fruitful Harvest Campaign. Our virtual tour begins on the north side of our campus, which features new parking spots as well as larger ADA accessible sidewalks. As you approach the Parish Life Center, there is a distinct entrance featuring the new Our Lady of Mount Carmel logo in the glass entryway. In order to ensure consistency, the brick of this building is anticipated to be the same as on our church, and this new Parish Life Center will provide 12,500 additional square feet of space to our campus. Upon entering the Parish Life Center, visitors will see religious art similar to our Hall of American Saints, and then on the left side of the hallway, you will enter the parish offices. The offices will be easily visible and accessible entering from the ground level of the building. Offices for our priests, parish professional and support staff will be located here. Adjacent to the offices will also be an elevator that will take visitors directly into the lower level of the church. As you exit the parish offices, you will proceed down a spacious, light-filled hallway. And as you walk down the stairs you will find a warm, welcoming open space with numerous seating areas for fellowship and small gatherings. We envision parishioners coming together in this beautiful space in many ways. After church to socialize, for small group gatherings, just to sit and read. There are endless ways this space can be used. Next is a larger meeting room that is typical of multiple new spaces located where the parish office is currently. There will also be additional fellowship seating areas with more seating outside of the new rooms. Conference rooms are also being designed to provide as much flexibility as possible for various size groups. As you exit the Parish Life Center on the east side of the building, a spacious stairway will take parishioners to the church narthex, allowing an additional entrance to welcome people into our church. So this completes the virtual tour of the proposed Our Lady of Mount Carmel Parish Life Center. And it will be through your generous support and prayers that we will continue to be the thriving parish of families helping families, building for the future.
1: Why we're asking for your help again. It's so important because this is going to not just impact today, you know, the space, it's going to impact the generations to come. And it won't be possible unless we all participate in this campaign. We really do need everyone's support. So to do this, we have to fulfill the Diocese obligation. We ask that we all please prayerfully consider making a very generous donation to the campaign, Family helping Families, Building a <coughs> Future, because really, we have so much here to be grateful for. Let's say it again. Thank you.